Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Lowry coming to you with sharing the Word of God. So, um, thank you for listening to another podcast uh, from the ministry. Everybody who listens, your enthusiasm and your listening to the podcast is greatly appreciated. You just don't know how much it does mean to me to have an audience that appreciates the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So let's get right into what God has sent us out here to do today. And today we're going to be coming from two passages of Scripture. We're going to read from Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. And it reads like this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then we want to turn over to 1 Peter, and we're going to be coming from chapter 2, verse 2. And it reads, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And from these passages of scripture, we're going to be talking about conformed to God's will. Conformed to God's will. Amen. In this this world, there are so many things going on that, in our popular culture right now, we seem to be wanting to do whatever it is that we want to do. It doesn't necessarily have to line up the way it seems like most of society is seeing it according to the Word of God. But it seems to be that in many places and, and in many hearts, we are having people who live the lifestyle just like the slogan of Burger King, have it your way. But the one thing that is on the mind of God is that he's not looking for people that will have it their way or he's not even looking for people that are do like that old song, it's your thing, just do what you want to do. But God's looking for a people that will come and be conformed into the image of Christ. He says in that 12th chapter of the book of Romans, he makes a statement and he says, be not conformed to this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. There's a, a series of movies out called The Transformers. And in the movie The Transformers, they are an alien race of beings but they are able to transform while they are here on the earth. They're in vehicles, 
And so they look like regular cars. But when it comes time for them to go into action and to fight for mankind, they transform, they change, and they change into an Autobot. And they're able to fight for mankind. So the thing with us is God expects for all of us who are born again that we, he knows that we are transformed, meaning that we are changed from our old being, a person lost in sin, when we are transformed by the blood of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, he shed his blood for the remission of sins for all of us. So we are transformed. The old man has passed away. And the Bible declares that behold, all things become new. So while I might look the same in my physical appearance, after being transformed by Jesus Christ, after being saved and into a new creation, he says that we are to renew our minds that we can prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So with transformation, my being, our beings are changed as we accept Jesus Christ. But with the renewing of the mind, God expects us to conform, to change, to shift, to move into a way of thinking that complies with his rules, his standards, his laws. Be conformed to be in harmony and in one accord with God. Jesus always said, and we need to get to that place where we can say the thing that Jesus said. He says, I and my father are one. And so he says, I see the things, the things that I see my father do, that I do. He spoke those things that he heard his father say. So with confirmation, with the renewing of your mind, the old man's thoughts are done away with. And behold, all things become new. So there comes a time and a place that after our transformation into the new beings, there's an expectation from God that we can conform to the image of Christ, that we can conform to the word of God, that we can conform to the standards of Jesus Christ, God, and be just like God, just like his son, Jesus. But you look out and you see so many people that they are living according to the standards of the world. Yes, the world is living according to the standards of the world, but the Christians are supposed to be conformed into that image of Christ. But he makes, uh, he goes on, and he says in First Peter that as newborn babes who are desiring milk, that as a newborn babe, he's talking about Christians, that we ought to desire the sincere milk 
of the word that we may grow thereby. So after our salvation, there ought to be some maturity in us, some growing in us. And so we look and we see some things that are written in first Peter that he is wanting to teach and to witness to the strangers that are scattered about and to the Jews that are scattered about in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Banithia. And so he's writing unto them. And we find that they have been transferred, transformed, because they've already accepted Jesus as personal Savior. They're already listening to the teachings through the Holy Spirit, through the apostles. And so he's telling them that there ought to come a time in their life and even in our life that we grow and we mature in the things of God. That we get out of the point of trying to have it our way and that we are conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That he makes a statement in Second Peter and he says, If you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, that we ought to be desirous of the sincere milk of the word. So with conformity, we learn the standards of Jesus Christ. How many times have you seen somebody who claims to be a Christian and what God is looking for? He's looking for people that are sold out to him. He says in his word that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword that cuts between the marrow and the bone. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of men. So as we grow in Christ, then we ought to be growing in our knowledge of what the word of God says. So he says in first Peter here in chapter two, he makes, he starts off by saying, and this is how we conform to the image of Christ. He says, wherefore laying aside all malice, that means we need to lay aside trying to get even with people and trying to hurt people and cause them undue stress. You need to get rid of all guile. That means walking around here cunningly trying to deceive people. We need to get rid of hypocrisies where we say one thing, but we do another. Envy, where we wishing that we had the things that are somebody else's. And all evil speakings. And so evil speaking is not always just talking bad about other people. But when we confess things out of our own mouth that are contrary to God's word. So God says we need to get rid of those things and we need to come on up and be a lively stone. We need to build on that solid foundation as Jesus Christ is the solid rock. He was the one who was disallowed by men, but then God chose him. And God saw that Jesus was precious according to this word of God. He says that in the word of God, God says that we are lively stones. 
and that we are built upon a hope and that hope that we're built upon is Jesus Christ. We built up a spiritual house because on the inside of each one of us is a spirit. The spirit on the inside. For you look at us, each one of us, we look at each one of us and we are in this earthly suit. But if this earthly suit is dissolved away, we got a home with God. So this body will be destroyed, but there is a spirit in you. There is a spirit in me that will go and go and be with the father. We will be changed in the twinkling of an eye. But before we can get to our heavenly home, we got to live down here in this earthly home. And so because we live in God's earthly home and we are sons and daughters of the most high God and we are spiritual houses, we are a holy priesthood. The Bible says that we ought to offer up sacrifices acceptable unto God. So when we are born again, we have the spirit of God living on the inside of us. That is called the Holy Ghost that was given to men after that Pentecost had come. And if that Holy Ghost is dwelling on the inside of you, that Holy Ghost will lead you and the Holy Ghost will guide you into the way that you should go. But the Bible says that we got to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We got to stop and we got to see things. And I'm speaking to God's Christians today. We got to see things the way that God sees things. God looked at Jesus in a certain sort of way. And he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I'm going to send my son down to the earth so that he can redeem man. First Peter, in First Peter chapter 1, it makes a reference unto the Lord. And what it says in that 18th verse of First Peter, this is how God looked at Jesus. He says, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, your vain conversations received by traditions from your father. Verse 19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So God looked at Jesus that Jesus was incorruptible silver and gold will pass away if somebody and it'll 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 rot it'll rust but jesus he was the son of god he was precious in the eyes of god he was the lamb that wasn't tarnished he didn't have a blemish on him god had respect unto his son but i stopped by to tell you now that we live in a world now that it used to respect God, but we, we live in a place that no longer accepts God, no longer respects God, no longer cares about the things of God, no longer respects the men and the women of God. Jesus, 
He was the stone that was disallowed by men. But in contrast, he was handpicked and chosen by God. He was precious. His blood was valued. And he became the chief cornerstone of the church. He had a responsibility to lay out how the house of God, how the church was to be built. And then we're supposed to be built around him as lively stones. We are a holy priesthood and we're supposed to be offering up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable unto God. So my question is this. There is a loss of respect for God. There is a loss of respect in our culture for the things of God. I remember at one time when you would have a man or, and it was mostly a man back then, but you'd have them going out in the community and whatever people were doing, they would stop what they were doing because they respected that there was a man of God coming in their midst. If they were gambling, they'd put it down. If whatever they were doing, they respected God. People used to respect the house of God. They wouldn't go in it any kind of way. They wouldn't steal from the house of God. They wouldn't do any of those things. But now they do what they want to do. They'll steal from the house of God. They'll rob from the house of God. Because they don't care anymore is the way the world is. But God is looking for Christians who will be conformed to God's will. Who will be conformed to the image of Christ. Who will be conformed to the rules and the standards of the holy God. He says that if we will be conformed, that he'll cause us not to be confounded. The Holy Ghost in us will lead us. He'll guide us. He'll help us. If we will just conform to God's will, then we won't be confounded. That means we not going to be always being caught off guard. We're not going to be in confusion because when we surrender ourselves unto what God wants us to do, then we won't be bewildered because the Holy Ghost is going to be helping us. We're not going to be distracted and confounded and perplexed and puzzled. We're not going to have what they call a mental paralysis because we are astonished at things that happen because God is going to be speaking to us and saying what he knows that we don't know. But what the Lord is looking for now is where's the respect and where is the awe that was for God? Where is the respect and the awe that we had for Jesus precious blood? that was shed on Calvary's cross. Where is that honor that the Lord is due? Where is the honor 
that God is due, that Jesus is due? Where is the honor? Where is the love that is supposed to be shared by the Christians toward our Heavenly Father? So you stop and you look. And I want you to look good. And you can see it all across our culture. You can see where people are having that thing called situational ethics. That they can lay down their religion for whatever suits their fancy. So we got Christians who live just like the world. We got People who say they believe in God that are giving up on God, who feel like just living any old kind of way is good and it's all right, who feel like as long as they do some good things, they don't have to live as as Christ lived. They don't have to live holy. They don't have to be holy for he is holy. They don't have to conform to God's will. Be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we stop and we look at this culture and we look at our time. And just as Jesus was elect by God to come into the world to die on Calvary's cross for your sin and for mine, God has elected in this time frame by his own sovereign will that we're in this time frame. That we have been blessed to be born in this time. But God's got a purpose for us right here, right now for you and I. But the question is, is how are we going to live in this world? And be conformed to God's will. How are we going to die to self when the world around us tells us that we old fuddy-duddies? How are we going to conform to the image of Christ that people think that the only way that uh, you can be is to be with one foot in the world and one foot in the church? One foot in the world or one foot in the Bible, however you want to say it. God wants us to be conformed. And just as a baby desires the sincere milk of the word, God wants us to be that desirous of him. He wants us to surrender our will to him. He wants us to be his people, his chosen people. He wants us to live out those of us who have been engrafted into the vine. He wants us to feed from him, to receive nourishment from him. Those of us who were adopted into the family, he wants us to be nourished by him. So I know that God asks, where is my respect? Where is the honor for me? Aretha Franklin made a song, and it's called R-E-S-P-C-T, and it's called Respect. R-E-S-P-C-T, find out what your love means to me. She was singing a secular song, but what song do we sing unto the Lord? Uh, How great thou art, 
Or do we sing, oh God, I don't care, I'm great. How precious is your blood. Is that the song that we're singing unto the Lord? Thinking that Jesus died on that cross for us. So God's expecting for us to be conformed to his will. To be completely conformed to his will. To abstain from doing things in fleshly lust which war against the soul. We are to recognize that God has mercy on us when we walk in fellowship with him. And so without any question or hesitation, when his children are connected to him, living for him, walking for him, God rushes to perform his word. Amen. God's word, as I said before, it will never return void. Never, ever return back void. So it's going to do what it's sent out to do. But I find it strange that we focus in a lot on the things that people do. And we can do a lot of things that God is not pleased with. But the thing is, is... He says for us to lay aside malice, to lay aside guile. And I'm back to that first verse in 1 Peter 2 and 1. Hypocrisies and all evil speaking. All evil speaking. So, in God's word, he's telling us how he wants us to live here in First Peter chapter 2 and he just sums it up we need to get rid of some things we need to be conformed to God's will have you ever looked at the conversations among the, the, the people so what are we talking about now We're talking about all kind of things in our world and as to what we're doing. We're looking at government and we're looking at people who God put in place, but some kind of way there's corruption in there. But God's ideal purpose was that we were to look at government as being there for evildoers. So if God says that governmental officials were there for evildoers, then that meant that he meant for leadership to be good because he would not have placed them in position. He would not have set up government in a way if he knew that there were going to be corrupt people in there leading over government. Look at the conversations that we're having. Watch the news and you'll see corruption left and right. Listen at what we're saying out here where we're hating people because of their nationality, where we're hating people because of their races, where we're hating people because we're associating them with the pandemic. But what does God say in his word? He tells us in first Peter that we need to respect all men. We need to honor all men. We need to treat people like they are the creation of God, which they are created in the image of God. What are we talking about? We talk bad even about our bosses on our jobs. And the Bible talks about it as masters. 
in, in the 18th verse in second Peter talks about the masters and that you need to be, you need to be good to the gentle and to the fraud. That means to the bosses that are difficult to deal with. So God's got it laid out in the word of God that we are to conform to the image of Christ that we are when, when we are dealt wrongly with that we need to be thank worthy. We're talking about conforming to the image of God, conforming to God's will, conforming to the image of Christ that for conscious sake that we ought to endure grief sometimes. But what we do is we're going to prove that we right. We don't care how we got to prove that we right. We just going to prove that prove that we right. Jesus died on that cross. And he laid out the example for us how to conform to God's will. He died on Calvary's cross and he didn't go against what God said. He didn't try to fix it up for himself. He didn't try to stop what was happening, but he laid down his life. He laid down his life for us, but then we, we just forget about that sometimes. And I'm bringing it up into your remembrance because we need to get back to a place in our culture where we respect the things of God, where we don't take Jesus' blood and pour it out on the ground for an open shame and just live any kind of way. Because we say, it's all right, I'm covered under grace. Yeah, we are covered under grace. But God expects us to conform to his will. God expects us to live in holy holiness he is holy therefore we need to be holy so he says that jesus when he was reviled we're talking about conforming he and revile means to be criticized in an abusive or angry insulting way he didn't clap back at anybody he suffered things when he went through but he didn't threaten people. He didn't say, you, you, you worthless devils, my God is going to send you to hell. But what he said was, he was dying on, on the cross. Forgive them. So he lived righteous and he lived holy. We got to conform to the image of, of Christ. We got to conform to God's will. We got to watch what we do. We got to live holy. Holiness is not popular. Holiness is not popular. But we got to walk holy. We got to live holy. We got to set the standard for the world. We got to speak up against when things are wrong. We got to speak up against corruption. And we got to do what God says to do. We don't have to live like the world. Tyler Perry has a character that he plays that he says is based upon one of his aunts and her name is Medea. And one thing that Medea always would say is you're going to get got. So you don't have to worry and live by the world standards. You can come on up to a higher level that when people do you wrong, are you going to walk conformed to God's will Conform to the word of God. Conform to his image. 
He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When people do you wrong and they bear false witnesses against you, remember, and I'm going to put it in a secular, Medea said, you're going to get God. You may not know when it's going to happen, but you better believe that when people do God's children wrong, they're going to get God. Because this battle is not ours, says the Lord. It's his. It's not by might, nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. No matter what we do, we can't fight in the flesh. But we got to surrender things to God. We got to conform to his will. I was looking at some videos of sheep. And they did a, a comparison of people calling out to sheep. And they would have this one get up and call the sheep to come to them. They would have another one to get up to try to call the sheep to them. But the thing about it is, is the sheep heard them. But the sheep didn't respond. But when the shepherd came up and the shepherd who was over the sheep called his sheep to him, the sheep literally came running to his shepherd. I found that amazing. I've seen the illustration and read about the illustration in the Bible, but I saw it in the natural with human sheep. Excuse me, which animal sheep? When they heard the voice of their shepherd, they came running. They did what their shepherd told them to do. When the shepherd began to walk off, they followed the shepherd. So the Bible says that in First Peter chapter 2 and 25, it says, But ye were like sheep. It says, ye were like sheep. Amen. Going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. We were like sheep going astray. So, how many remember when you used to live for the world? When you used to live and Give everything that you had for the world. But now you want to live holy, which is pleasing in the eyes of God. The world may call you an old fuddy-duddy, but you've returned to the bishop of your soul. You've returned to the one who shows you how to live holy and shows you how to make sacrifices that are pleasing and acceptable unto God. You've learned how to listen to the voice of the shepherd. The voice of a stranger you don't listen to because you've made a conscious choice to conform to God's will. You've made that choice that you're going to consider Jesus' blood pressures, that he was the lamb who died on that cross for your sins and for my sins. You're going to believe that he redeemed you from uh, uh, with his blood, not with something that was corruptible like silver 
and go. You're going to walk it out and conform to his will. And God speaks a lot about our vain conversations and how we can say things that are contrary to the word of God. You, Lord, put a watch over my mouth is the word that we proclaim or that we cry unto God as we conform to God's will. We're going to walk this thing out by faith for we, we live, we walk by faith and not by sight. We're going to conform to the image of, 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 of Christ. We're going to conform to his will. But how many people who are born again know they've been washed by the blood of the lamb? How many people are walking uh, with a double double mind? One minute they want to do it this way. The next minute they want to do it that way. But God is calling for his sheep. God is calling for those who are living in this year, 20 and 21. God is calling for you to be, be conformed not to this world but to be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many people are willing to commit unto God that, yes, Lord, I've been living a straggly life. God, I've been living not exactly how you want me to. But God, I'm going to surrender myself to you. Lord, I am tired. God, I want my life to go better. How many people out there listening to me can make that confession right now? How many people know that it matters how we live before God? How many people out there listening to me know that you have been bought with a price but your life not lining up exactly as it should. And all of us can raise our hand on something. All of us can say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, look on me. How many of us are looking and seeing that we got moats sometimes in our eyes that we need to pull out Uh, we got a beam so to speak as I say and I change it we got a beam not a moat but we got a beam in our eye that we need to pull out before we try to pull a moat out of somebody else's eye we got to get to the place where we fear God again we got to get to a place where we respect the things of God we got to get to a place that holiness is not an ugly word but holiness is acceptable unto the Lord we got to get to the place where we put God first over people laughing at us and over people talking about us we got to get to the place that we surrender ourselves to God we talking about a heart surrender we talking about confession Conforming to his word. We talking about conforming to the behavior and the image of Christ. We talking about surrendering ourselves for the will of God. There is a world out here that needs to be saved. There is a world out here that needs to see the power of our 
God. There is a world out here that needs to know that God is still alive, that he is moving by his power, that he is changing hearts, that he can fight your battles. There is a God out here that sticks closer than a brother, and we need to walk in conformity with his word. We need to be conformed to the image of Christ because God wants to show the world his power. God wants that supernatural power to come down just as it was with Israel, just as it was with Moses leading the children of Israel, just as it was with Jesus Christ as he walked on the earth. God wants us to the place where we walk in that uh, power of God, that we are conformed to the image of God, that we can lay hands on the sick and they recover, that we have the ability to cast out demons, that the enemy is on the run from the Christians and not the Christians running from the enemy, that we can clear out hospitals from sicknesses that are in there. God's power wants to shine in his church, but before it can shine, we got to get the things out of us that God knows has not been placed in there by him. We got to get corruption out of our hearts. We got to get evil out of our hearts. We got to get where our hearts line up with God. We got to get to the place where we can give all that we got unto God and that God will be able to trust us with what he wants to do. We got to get to the place where God trusts us with his word, where God can trust us with the power that he wants to give, that we will surrender ourselves to God, oh, that we will lay on our face before God, that we will say, oh, God, have mercy on me. Oh, Lord, God is me in need of prayer. God says to call on him while he may be found. Well, God says you better work today. He says, because in the nighttime, no man can work. We got to surrender ourselves unto God and we got to give God all that we got. We got to know that it is him and not us. That ministry is about God and it's not about us. We got to know that ministry is about salvation. Ministry is about preaching the word of God and telling men and women that Jesus died on that cross and he was nailed to the cross and he died on the cross and he shed his blood. But God rose him back up again and that one day that if you believe in him and you believe that he died for you, that you too will be like him, that you will be born again. And this here corruptible body, oh God is going to live one day with God and we're going to have an incorruptible body in the name of Jesus. So the question is, will you be conformed or will you be conformed to the will of God to love his son? Will you be conformed to the image of Christ? Will you be conformed? Will you be conformed and do things God's way? Will you be conformed and do it the way that God wants it done? Where is my honor? Jesus, where is my honor? Jesus, where is my honor is what Jesus says. Where is my honor? God says, where is my honor? Where is the all? Where is the respect that men used to have for God? Where is it? Will you be conformed to God's will? Will you be conformed to God's will? Will you be conformed to God's will?
will you be conformed to his will? God is looking for people, and I'm finished, but God is looking for people that will surrender themselves unto him, that are willing to change their lives and surrender and do the work that God's called them to do in this day and time. It's time out for playing church, and it's time to stand. Every Christian, whether you're in a church, whether you're in the secular arena, no matter where God has you stationed and positioned, will you conform to the will of God? Will you be that beacon and that light that is set on a hill? Will you be the one that has set the standard wherever you are? Whether you're in entertainment, I preach to entertainers. I preach to teachers, I preach to meal workers and transportation workers and doctors and lawyers. It don't matter to me where you're at. The question is this, is if you are a Christian and you're born again, will you be the light in the arena that God has placed you in? You are in this time frame for a purpose. You are in this time frame because God can use you. But the question is, will you be conformed to God's will? Amen. 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 Well, this is our word for this Sunday. And I hope that I have said something along the way that has been beneficial to you. I pray that you will subscribe to the podcast and that you will help to Uh, spread the word of God share the podcast with somebody tell somebody about Valerie Laurie sharing the word of God I've always wanted to work for God and I'm doing what God has told me to do a lot of times we worry about what other people may think of what we do for God but you have to get to the place where you, you can no longer Worry about what people think about what you do for God. You got to think about what God told you to do. And you leave it in the hands of God. So I'm saying to all of you out there right now. That if the Lord has spoken to you to do something for him. Get in a hurry to do what God said for you to do for him. Long run. That's all that matters. Being able to do the will of God, conform to the will of God. This is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you again with sharing the word of God. And until we meet again, I say be blessed. Until we meet again, bye-bye.